Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. From facelifts to tummy tucks and liposuction, in Australia, cosmetic surgery has become a multi-million dollar business. But things can and do go very wrong. Today, investigative reporter Adele Ferguson on the government's announcement of a crackdown on the cosmetic cowboys. Adele, you've done a lot of work on this issue and the rules are changing partly because of your investigations. You've found some horrifying practices in the industry in Australia, haven't you? Absolutely. It started, uh, we, we did the first investigation with Four Corners, Sydney Morning Herald and The Age in October 2021. When you undergo surgery, you expect to be treated with dignity and respect. But inside some cosmetic surgery clinics, patients would be shocked to see what really goes on. People were just getting surgeries and many of the doctors just had a basic medical degree, which was legal. And that was the biggest shock of all, that you could have a basic medical degree and have no proper training in surgery and do abdominoplasties, facelifts, Brazilian butt lifts. It was gobsmacking. You uncovered a number of cases. Let's talk about one of those, Donna Patterson. First, tell me why she turned to plastic surgery. So Donna Patterson had uh, very large breasts that were giving her crippling back pain. And she went to Dr. Daniel Lanza, who was a big celebrity cosmetic surgeon, well-known, had his own TV show. In life, we love to stand out, but we don't want to look unusual. Cosmetic surgeon Dr. Daniel Lanza. And Dr. Daniel Lanza joins us now. And he said that he could do liposuction on the breasts. You didn't have to get any other type of surgery. In the year 2000, someone pioneered a new procedure to reduce the volume of the breast, and it's called the liposuction breast reduction. And that surgeon is in this room, actually, Dr Lanza. So she went along and did it because she trusted him. We're looking for fat. So the way I look for fat is I feel to see if it's fatty. And what happened was her breasts it, it, it ended up for two years she couldn't leave the house. She was in such pain. Oh my God. I couldn't work. I couldn't study. I was taking lots of um, pain medication. How long did the pain go on? Oh, years. Years and years. Terrible. Okay, so this Dr. Lanza, you had a good look at his practices and found them wanting, to say the least. But what exactly did go wrong with with her case? It was that she should never have had that particular type of surgery. That's exactly right. So she took him to court and she won. Mm-hmm. Then he appealed the case and she won that as well. And it was it was found that she should never have had that type of surgery. Her breasts, she did need a breast reduction, but not liposuction, which is actually like a vacuum sucking the fat out. And if you have a lot of fibro- fibrotic 
breast tissue, then what it does is it just packs it. And so her breasts looked reduced, but then they ended up doubling in size Mm. when they expanded. So it was just horrifying for the woman. Yeah, terrible. And what happened to this Dr Lanza? after that. So so Dr. Daniel Lanza, what we discovered was a litany of safety and hygiene issues as well. The regulator is still investigating him. After the court hearing, this dispute went to the Medical Practitioner Board of Australia and they ruled in my favour and they told me that they had informed Donna of the results. I'm happy to advise that my method now is an accepted surgical option for breast reduction all around the world. He ended up putting up the white flag and um, leaving the industry and went to Israel. So that's Adele, just one case that you uncovered. What else did you find out was going on in this industry in Australia? Oh, there were so many things. Mm. What we found was it wasn't just the big practices that had problems. It was also the little practices that had problems. People were texting me saying that they'd had facelifts by smaller practices in Melbourne or Sydney or Perth. And, you know, one woman said she looked like a monster. She didn't want to leave her home after getting, you know, a facelift that had just gone terribly wrong. Men were were contacting me. They'd had uh, penis enlargements and now they were in debilitating pain. It just went on and on. It was just horrifying. Mm. And you also found that there were really unhygienic practices going on as well. Oh, absolutely. Hygiene was out the window. And what we found was, you know, there was one video, an internal video of a fly in the surgery, which is unheard of. And the, you know, the nurses were talking about cockroaches and all sorts of things like that. One nurse whistleblower was saying that they'd use a, a toughie to just wipe down flesh that had been cut mm. instead of using proper, you know, hygiene practices. So if you look closely at the beginning of the footage, you can see that the surgical instruments, they're actually not sterilised on site, which they should be. They're actually just amongst the, the doctor's shoes and dirty clothes. Um, so that's pretty horrifying. You can also see that the tumescent fluids and various uh, medications that will be administered into the patients are drawn up in sort of unsanitary... And people were getting all sorts of um, illnesses afterwards. You know, the, the, the surgeries were going wrong and they were getting septicemia, rushed to hospital after a few days. Someone actually described it as an, an abattoir. Mm. It was so disgusting. Oh my gosh. Okay. Just, Adele, give me now some context here about how big the cosmetic surgery industry is in Australia. What's it worth? So the cosmetic surgery industry is worth about $1.4 billion. If you include injectables and non-surgical fat reductions and laser, it's 4 to $5 billion. So it's huge. Yeah, massive. So what is driving that, do you think? Why has this industry become so big? I think the industry has become so big because... There's a lot of pressure to look good. And with social media, a lot of these cosmetic surgeons have been advertising. Thank you, 300,000 followers. I'm so proud. Or they're on TV or they're in magazines. And we're getting indoctrinated into you've got to look thinner, younger, fitter. And this is the easy way to do it. 
Yeah, right. And there's also this problem of upselling. So you do one procedure and then perhaps just have something else done at the same time. Upselling is rampant because at the end of the day, this is a business Mm. and the business model is to get in as many people as quickly as possible and do as many procedures on them as you can. So, you know, you go in for a you know, ears pinned back, you know, you've got a complex about your ears and you'll be told, well, you know, your your neck is sagging or you've got a double chin. Um, Why don't you get a facelift, liposuction? Okay, so this is big, big business. And it seems, Adele, that it's gone unchecked for quite some time. So now let's look at these new regulations. What is going to change? So a lot is going to change. Mm-hmm. So after the uh, the Four Corners uh, SMH stories, you can it, it, it really rocked the industry mm-hmm. and it really showed up how it was it was cowboy country. It was unregulated. Australian surgeons have issued a dire warning that more cosmetic surgery patients will be maimed without a dramatic overhaul of the industry. Revelations on the so what happened was the government came out and said we really need to review this industry, and APRA, the regulator, also had to pull up its socks. So they called on an independent inquiry. An independent review into cosmetic surgery regulations was commissioned by the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency and the Medical Board of Australia. And that that inquiry released its um, 16 recommendations uh, last year and they're coming into force in July 1st this year. Mm-hmm. And some of them are things like if you need cosmetic surgery now, instead of just looking at TikTok or social media and making a call to the cosmetic surgeon, you now have to go to your GP and get a referral. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have to go to, to the practitioner who you want to perform your surgery has to assess you for psychological conditions. So if you look like you might have body dysmorphia, so you do a, a screening tool, you know, they'll ask you a series of questions and evaluate you. And if, if you score that you've got some form of body dysmorphia, then you have to go and get a psychological evaluation. Body dysmorphia, that's conditions like anorexia, is it? Yes, it is. Because what we found in some of the stories was anorexics were going for cosmetic surgery to get liposuction because they still thought they were fat. Mm. And they were taking it out of their knees and their their ankles, elbows, anywhere where there was a tiny pocket of fat, which is just so irresponsible. I I gather there are some surgeons that are doing the right thing, though. Of course, there, there are some surgeons who are doing the right thing. But, you know, one of the problems with this whole thing was people would go in and think, if you're a cosmetic surgeon, you've actually had proper surgical training. Plastic surgeon has had 12 years of training, six years um, as a medical practitioner, and then another six years doing surgery. A cosmetic surgeon, you can just come straight out of university with a medical degree and do a 15-hour course and start doing facelifts. Mm. That's the sort of checks and balances. And they had courses such as the European College of Aesthetic Medicine Surgery, which sounds really lofty. And they're offering four-hour online courses on liposuction and then one hands-on training course, and then you can do liposuction. And they're really serious surgeries. What do you think, Adele? Do you think these changes will work and will stop these sorts of practices? 
And what's your advice for people wanting to have cosmetic surgery in this country? I think they really need to check out the qualifications of the surgeon and make sure that just because they call themselves a cosmetic surgeon, that they actually are a plastic surgeon. Mm -hmm. One of the recommendations, which was fantastic, was that a new division would be set up inside APRA um, that would focus on cosmetic surgery. And it's been monitoring cosmetic surgeons and plastic surgeons on social media, you know, which is a really good start. I think it, there, there will be a way to get around these rules, but I think it will help a lot. But I think at the end of the day, if your regulator is weak, it doesn't matter how strong the rules are, they won't work. Adele Ferguson is the journalist behind Cosmetic Cowboys, which aired on Four Corners and appeared in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age on October the 27th, 2021. You can watch her investigation on iview. As she mentioned, the new rules around cosmetic surgery will come into force in July. This episode was produced by Veronica Apap, Flint Duxfield, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.